Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm real boy, ask your pedal. You better dance for my class of rebels. Cause you know we came to blast when we smash the metal. Brooklyn, that's how we doing it. Brooklyn, that's how we doing it. That's how we doing it. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another <laughs> On Everything podcast. I'm your host, Gene the Dream Brown, along with my co-host, Ella Brown. And we got some special guests today. We're going to jump right into it. We have uh, Hollis and Latrina from Pro-, Pro Players Productions, LLC. We appreciate y'all for being on today. It's so exciting. And, I, and this is going to be a dope show. I'm really excited to jump into it. How y'all doing today? Great. Man, feeling awesome, Gene. Thanks for having us, brother. Thank you so very much for having us. Excited, excited. Mm -hmm. Ella, what's going on? How was your week? How's everything? The week was busy. It's all good. I'm so excited to have Pro Players Productions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And here, I mean, this is going to be a show. We want you all to call in. 646-309-0421. 646-309-0421. And please throw your comments in the chat. Anything you have for this lady and this gentleman, Hollis and Latrina, we are so excited and so thankful that you all are here. We are going to have a great time today. Yes, yes indeed. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to jump right into it. Where where are you guys initially from, Hollis and Trina? Give, give us your backstory. How did you guys start out in this field? I am from Houston, Texas. I was born and raised there. That's where my family is. That's where I fell in love with theater with my high school teacher, who's now my mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he he did so many spectacular things in theater that made me fall in love with it. Pursued further edu- education in theater, uh, went on to teach in Houston. And I was so in love with it that I just wanted to be in the Mecca of theater in New York. Yeah. So you know, one day, like some friends of us, friends of mine, we all packed up in 2006. It was like, hey, we're going to New York. <laughs> and wow. we jumped in our cars and U-Haul trucks and we drove here. I think I had maybe about $200 in my pocket. And wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that oh, is. Stepping, yeah. stepping out on faith. Oh, <laughs> we quit jobs. We just, we just, we just stepped. Uh-huh out on faith and God has not failed me since I've been here. So uh worked in some social services when I got here and um, met up with this young man in 2013, uh, fell in love with him. He was in love with theater. I mean, just a true theater couple love story and uh, went back into education to teach mm-hmm. theater because I love it so much and I want to instill uh, what I love about theater in into kids um, so that they can also decide, you know, if they want to pursue theater, if they want to do other things in the performing arts. So here I am from Houston, Texas. Oh, man. All the way from Houston, Texas. <laughs> Go, Houston. That, awesome. That All right, awesome. yo, Jane, um, I am originally from 
Hammond, Louisiana. And yo, man, I've been out here for 15 years, man. So yeah. I don't know, maybe it rubbed off a little bit, but I'm, <laughs> I am a country boy at heart, man. I am from Hammond, Louisiana. That's like wow. 45 minutes north of New Orleans. I know everybody know about New Orleans, the Saints. You heard me get that swag, <laughs> that, that New Orleans swag. But um, I, um, I'm originally from there. Um, mm -hmm. I moved to, uh, to Dillard University uh, there in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, um, I studied theater there at Dillard. And uh, from Dillard University, um, I went to Kent State University uh, in uh, Kent, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, and there I went to graduate school. But let me tell you about that story, bro, because it's a blessing. All right. Let me rewind. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in graduate school, brother, my mother, um, and, I, and I must bring this up. I know we just had Mother's Day, but I got to talk about my mom, bro. Uh, my mom, bro, when I was uh, in undergrad, she sold a $500 seed in church, Gene. Wow. And told me that she sold the seed on my behalf in reference to my educational endeavors and career. Wow. Do you know, Gene, that at the end of my undergrad career at Dillard, it was 12 theater graduates at Dillard University in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. This woman of Caucasian descent came from Kent State University to New Orleans. Wow. And out of 12 theater graduates gave five of us full tuition waivers to come get masters in professional and fine arts there oh, at Kent goodness. State. Yo, that's crazy. Wow. You that can just imagine, you can just imagine the competition around the University of Dillard University in that theater department, knowing that this woman was gonna only select five of the 12. Yeah. Gene, I'm talking about I was on my grind. Everybody was on that grind. Yeah. Out of the five, out of the 12, I'm sorry, out of the 12, there were five selected. I was one of the five, Gene. We wow. went up there to Kent State. They flew us up there, treated us like royalty because we were. African-American students, and they were bringing us up there to diversify their program. Wow. And this is exactly what they told us, Gene. No, no sweeping it under the rug. We need people of color to come and be a part of our master's program. And Gene, oh, we looked at it. We saw it for what it was. Mm -hmm. I went up there, five of us, brother. We went up there, and out of the five, Gene, I was the only one to graduate out of the five, Gene. Come on now. Look at God. Uh, <laughs> Hold up, Gene. It gets, oh. it gets deeper than that, Gene. Mm -hmm. Out of that five, I was the only one that graduated. When I was in my thesis uh, advisory meeting, writing the thesis, mm -hmm. my thesis advisor told me, uh, Hollis, do you know when you finish this program that you'll be the first African-American male to finish wow, this school crazy. of theater and dance here at Kent State University in acting? You do know that, right? Jean, when she told me that at the time, let me tell you what was going on with me. I was writing a thesis. I had my 10-year-old son with me at the time, living with me up there by myself. Yeah. I was teaching theater to undergraduate school students, being a graduate assistant, and I was in shows, learning lines, all in the same story. Wow. So Ooh, when it came to me, when it came to me, it was like, Oh, for real, Dr. Ben Neary? Oh, okay. I got to go get my son because that's the next thing I got to go do. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even oh, register, Dean. It didn't even wow. register. It wasn't until the Black, the Black Lives Matter movement that one of the professors from Kent State called me and told me that I was 
that person, the first African-American male. I know why she did it, Gene, yeah. but the fact that she did it, and it was years later, Gene, but mm -hmm. the fact that she did it and gave me that recognition, it hit way harder now that I've been on the grind and it sunk in to know, hey, brother, you're a special brother out here and this is Absolutely. you should be doing. You should right. be doing. So I say all of that to say I finished Kent State, brother, in 2006 with the master's in acting. I moved back to Louisiana. I started working at Baton Rouge Community College, mm -hmm. teaching theater there. Um, um, uh, my mentor, um, who we did the show, there at Upstage in Baton Rouge, she knew somebody in New York that needed somebody to come artistic direct their theater troupe. She said, I have the perfect person in mind. Mm -hmm. He threw me up here. I started directing a theater troupe, and that's how I ended up in New York. It didn't yes. go so well, but I had grounded myself in the school system by then and established myself out here in New York to where I can maintain, have a good job, to where mm -hmm. I can pay my bills, along with work with Nellie King with Anaya Productions and still maintain my theater life and do what I wanted to do in my craft up mm -hmm. until the point where now we have our own theater with our own company. Come on. Okay. As a power couple. So I didn't pay my dues, Gene. Yes. I didn't pay my dues, brother. So that's where I met. And we met, Trina and I met oh, in a show. On stage. In, in a show <laughs> that we, we were in called the Gamble of Faith. And it was an off-Broadway show there in Manhattan back in mm -hmm. 2013. Yeah. And 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 we were in the show and we, we didn't know each other at all. I didn't know she was from Houston. She didn't know I was from Louisiana. We just knew that we were two actors that were coming together in this professional setting. So we kept it all the way professional. So yeah. it was one day, I just, you know, uh, built up the nerve to, you know what I'm saying? She looked beautiful. Yo, Gene, I asked, I was like, excuse me, um, uh, would you like to run some lines with me one day outside of rehearsal? Yo, Gene, we met up outside of rehearsal in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. We met up, started reading lines, and the rest is history, bro. We did that show, and after that, man, we started dating, and we formed our company. Trina is the greatest writer ever, so that whole Karen and Tony, the unperfect couple, this, this, right here. This lovely Nubian queen wrote that show to wow. where we can get on stage. And I'm talking about and turn heads and get people to where they're like, yo, y'all are on to something. And here we are, brother, yep. with our own theater, own theater company, and own theater. The Brooklyn <laughs> Black, right. Black, Black Box. Black Box. Right so uh, that's that's yeah. who we are, brother. That's who uh, we are. And that's 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 a little bit about us, brother. Uh-huh. How did you come up with the name Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box Theater? Good question. Good question, Jane. <laughs> um, when we were um, when we came up with the name Pro Players Productions, we struggled with that for a little while. Yeah. And we were trying to incorporate how could we, when people say our name, know that it's something dealing with theater. And yeah. the two names that uh that you use when you're referring to actors are thespians or players. You can use either one of those mm -hmm. terms. So yeah. we chose to go with players instead of thespians. Uh, mm -hmm. We're professionals at what we do in our craft. Um, so we definitely wanted to, to exhibit that. We put professionals with mm -hmm. players and yeah. we wanted to be a production company, a theater company, an actual production company to where we're producing our own works, our own original works. So mm -hmm. we put it all together, bro, and we okay. came up with pro players productions. That's where mm -hmm. we started. So when we got the space and, 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 and I have to stop here and say, 
Thank you, Mr. Mark. If you hear me downstairs or you hear me in the hallway, I'm talking about you, brother. My landlord, my landlord, Mr. Mark and Miss Morell allowed Trina and I to convert this space. I, I called them up. They came to Karen and Tony, uh, the unperfect couple there at yeah, Oberia. And, and, and very supportive landlord, man. He came to the show and I, I, I asked him one day, I called him up. I said, Mark, man, I want to sit down and talk to you about something. He came up to the apartment. I sat down. I had my notes, had everything laid out on, on how I wanted to present this vision to him. Talk to him about it. He say, brother, knowing how professional you guys were and, and you produce your show there at Oberia, I'm giving you all access to do what you're going to do. I know you're going to be successful at, right. at, at your vision. That's and after that, brother, after that, Trina and I sat down and we started coming up with a name. What can we call this space? We yes. are in a brownstone. We are in a brownstone. That's a blessing within itself because me coming yes. from Louisiana and knowing how different people live out here from NYCHA to, to just different apartments to however, not saying this, but knowing to just be living in a brownstone. And when, when coming from Louisiana, when you think of brownstone, you think about the Huxtables. That's where they live. That's you know what I think of. Absolutely. So knowing that 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 it's of a, a prestige living, and that's how I feel. You living in a brownstone, and I really feel that way coming from Louisiana, knowing yeah. that we have this opportunity to be in, in a historical place because this this building that is well kept by my landlord and has been well kept for, and you can tell when you walk off in here, um, is the perfect opportunity for us to incorporate where we are. And if you notice, I don't know if if you can notice in the logo, the in, the logo in, the B, in the B, there are actual steps of the level in the brownstone because we are on the third floor of the brownstone. So you don't have to hike up those traditional stairs to get here. So we were sitting here, we're in a brownstone, we're in Brooklyn, and mm -hmm. it's a black box theater and, and 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 a black box theater is a unique theater within itself. You mm -hmm. have your regular um, um, auditorium theaters and your proscenium theaters. And then you have that special type of theater that is a professional space that's called an actual black box theater where you are enclosed in all mm -hmm. black curtains and you are getting the greatest theater experience of your life with lights, sound, and great actors like us. So this is how we come up with it, man. The Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box Theater. Wow. And it it, it, it it represents the name to the fullest, brother. It represents that, the name. That is dope, man. Like that, and you know, you know, like sometimes like, cause I'm an artist as well, you know, that song that comes on with the podcast, that's my rap song. So like- You <laughs> was over here jamming to that, yo, like that. Love it, love it. You know, like people don't understand the amount of work and detail that it takes to put into some things when we, when we, you know, apply ourselves to things, you know, like, and that, you know, that took a lot of thought and a lot of work. And, you know, I'm very appreciative of that. I, I you know, like, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. Um, just, uh, I just want to get into like some of the shows that you've done already. Like, um, tell, tell us where, where you started and where you're at now. Like, let's just go from the genesis to now. <laughs> straight up, straight up, man. Uh, let's see. I've done pretty much all of the August Wilson shows. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a musical theater like fanatic. I love musical theater. I teach my students musical theater. 
they're always like, Miss Rice, not another musical. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love, mm -hmm. I love musical theater. Um, I one of my uh, my my greatest accomplishments accomplishments while being here in New York is um, I did the Girls of Summer uh, mm -hmm. with Leon Gray. That was a, a nice um, off-Broadway gig that I did. I loved it. The women were amazing. Awesome. I just felt like just so empowered to yeah. be a part of that cast. Yeah, it was a great um, a great story. Um, I had friends from Houston to fly in just to see that show. Um, it turned out we sold out every night. Um, and it was it was just amazing. It was just simply amazing. Um, I love Shakespeare. Shakespeare is one of my favorite playwrights. Yeah. Um, when I tell people that they're like, huh, really? <laughs> Shakespeare? Seriously? You know, but I love Shakespeare. Um, I love um Elizabethan authors. Um, mm -hmm. I love period pieces. I love writing uh pieces from the 50s. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's a piece that I, I started Ooh. writing in uh, 2009, and that, I mean that's gonna be the next hit. It's Ooh. called Black and Blue Bonnet Blues, and it it focuses <laughs> on domestic violence and how it took place in the 50s. Mm. Wow! Um, mm -hmm. With this one particular um, with this one particular couple, so it, it's it's gonna be one of those. I'm hoping that'll take me a little bit further. Um, yeah. But I love writing uh, uh, period pieces and um, acting is always going to be my baby. But mm -hmm. sometimes like in theater, you just want to like take a moment just to just to kind of like hit all of the elements of theater, yeah. like writing and directing and, you know, and then eventually go back to what your baby is. So yeah. uh, right now it's producing, it's directing, it's it's writing mm -hmm. uh, unless you know, something comes across my lap, like, <laughs> like just the, the, the acting uh, role that I've been waiting for all my life. If that comes across, of course, I'm just going to like jump for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Gene, I, man, I guess I have to start back um, a, as a youngster, brother. I, mm -hmm. I have always been an outgoing person. Um, I'm, I've always said to myself, I, I never meet strangers. You know, I'm an outgoing person. Now, I'm not just going to say I'm just going to come off just trusting you like that. But yeah. at the same time, too, I'm, I've always been an outgoing person. Uh, grew up in the church doing uh, uh, skits in church. Mm -hmm. um, I've always uh, been known for as as a little boy at as as portraying um, of Jesus, him carrying the cross. And I did that for years and years. Mm -hmm. Uh, up until the point where I um, I got this monologue, man, called The Third Man on Golgotha. And wow. it is the story of the thief on the cross that asked Jesus to remember him in paradise. And when I started doing that at like 13, brother, it was like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody started looking, you know, at me, you know, as an actor. And, and in high school, it's funny enough, in high school, you know, in Hammond, Louisiana, Acting wasn't it wasn't really big for for brothers. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you ain't have a wicked jump shot, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? How uh -huh. big is it? But you know, uh, uh uh thank thank God that that I have the mentor, um uh Dr. Ava Brewster Turner, that um 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 when I when I finished high school, um she had a theater uh uh for, it was called the fourth district drama group. And I would drive from Hammond, Louisiana to Baton Rouge, Louisiana every day, Monday through Friday after work. 
and be a part of this theater troupe. And we used to go all over the southeastern um, region of Louisiana, and we used to do shows with her troupe. From there, brother, from there, she knew somebody, and it's it's, it's not always about what you know, it's about who you know. Yes. She knew um, the the chair of the humanities, humanities department there at Dillard University. Mm-hmm. And this was my second time around, Gene, because I didn't mention uh, my educational background of going to the historic Morris Brown HBCU in on, Atlanta. <laughs> That's where I started, brother, in the HBC in uh-huh. 1996 with Freaknik. And I'm talking about I was, <laughs> yes, I was in the heart of it all during that time. Really? And, oh, wow. I, I guess I did a little bit too much Freaknik. because. I wasn't focused and I came home with a 1.9 grade point oh, average no. and had to get my mind right. But during yeah. that time, uh-huh. that's when, you know, that, that drama group and that troop really, really, really helped me out, man, and, and, and give me direction in what I wanted to do in that navigation of my life. So I went to Dillard uh, my second time around. I started all over because I was at Mars Brown and, and I was a, a, a sophomore. I was going into my junior year or my first year of uh, first semester of the junior. But um, uh, like I said, things didn't work out, had to come home and I had to start all over there at Dillard. And I started back because I was an education major mm-hmm. there at Morris Brown. And look how the Lord worked, Ella. Look how the Lord worked. I know. Uh, I know. System, and way back when I was an education major there at Morris Brown. And look how he's been having me here 16 years. I'm sorry. 14 years of doing education and being able to maintain. But let me get back uh, to the story. So when I was doing um, uh, with with the drama group and I got into Dillard, I did a lot of educational uh, theater there at Dillard. Um, Dr. Um, Hyatt and Dr. Marshall, those two gentlemen, those were pillars and have been pillars in my life to teach me the craft, to teach me how to enjoy the craft, to teach me how to appreciate the craft, but most importantly, how to respect the craft. Uh, we, we did all kind of theater competitions. I've been uh, to Irene Ryan competitions, NATSA. Uh, they really, really opened the door for us actors there at Dillard University. We were like one of the top um, African-American schools during that time for theater. Um, and I really we, we traveled and, and and toured shows. So that educational foundation right there really, really gave me the, the foundation and, and the background that I need to move forward. So by the time I got to Kent State and went from doing black shows mm-hmm. about black people for black people and the then I moved into a whole nother realm of doing white shows and getting in where I fit in, if you understand what I mean. Yes. But let me tell you about that, Gene. Uh, I've mm-hmm. heard a statement that there are no small parts, only small actors. And I've never looked at myself as a small actor. I've always looked at myself as one of those big actors that if you run across me, you're always going to get quality work and a great performance. So mm-hmm. it didn't matter whether or not I was pay- playing a car lot attendant or a server or a whatever it was, I did it to the best of my ability. And yes. I tell you what, when I did it, 
I got the recognition that I deserve because I played those parts to the best of my ability and I stood out in those shows. I did something or I said something to make my character recognizable. So yes. all of the people that may not have looked at me as not being the main character, they did notice me being on stage because my stage presence and how I took my character and brought it to life and made that character stand out and however many lines I had, they remembered me. So. Um, when I got to Kent, man, and, and I learned about Shakespeare and all of the other technical aspects of theater that I may not have learned at Dillard, um, yeah. they just filled that that void of the things that, that I didn't know and coming from a different perspective, if you know what I mean, from the Absolutely. musical theater and, 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 and all of the Shakespearean plays and, and uh, dynamic pentameter and all of the different things that we <laughs> learned in graduate school that we may not have necessarily learned in undergrad. Mm -hmm. So it brought me together full circle, brother. So after I finished graduate school, um, I, I, I came. Dallas, you know I'm gonna have to jump in here and ask you a question. Go graduate school. I'm about, to, I'm about to wrap it up. I'm about to wrap it up. So when I moved to New York, I just, I, I had the mind, I had the heart, and I had the drive to come out here and get on the grind. I knew I had to come out here and pay my dues. And Gene, you know I've been paying my dues with Nelly for years and years, from acting in her shows to directing her shows to mm. being a part of her shows. However, I can do. And along with this other brother in uh, in Harlem by the name of Anthony, Anthony Canty, who has this company. And I've done some shows, a lot of shows with him up there. And I thank that brother for, you know, what I'm saying looking out for me and allowing me to get on stage. But between those two companies, brother, and me paying my dues and me sticking with it again, here I am with my mm -hmm. own company, with my own space, ready to do my thing and shake the world. Come on now. Yes. Shake the world and shut it down. It's already starting to shake, man. I already see it. No doubt. No doubt. I'm sorry, Ella. I was talking so long. I'm sorry. No. The first. You good. No, because the audience is loving it. So we got a comment from Terry Clark. Very interesting. So I don't know which part because everything you said is interesting. And just the plight of what it took for you to get there. Yeah. to stay on your grind and even though you've reached this level we know that that's not the end so mm -hmm. i think that's encouraging for our audience no matter what they're doing no matter what they think mm -hmm. their passion or calling is to stay with it do it to the best of your ability but one thing i want to ask is while you all are doing theater because i know we're going to talk about that in whatever upcoming shows you have mm -hmm. you also do other things what other things does the brooklyn brownstone black box theater offer other than theater because i know you do workshops what else do you do we do right now. We're currently uh, we just started our children's workshop of uh, fourteen students. Um, nice. School, yeah. So we're teaching them the basics of acting, um, theater, um, coming out of their shyness for those that are shy, um, just just trying to make their their stage presence solid and building that that foundation. We all we're also renting out. We've rented out our theater um to those that needed to film um mm -hmm. videos uh someone recently did a, a rap video we had oh, a, wow. a a beautiful fabulous uh belly dancer jada who also rented out the space um <laughs> and record i mean it was beautiful <laughs> beautiful, beautiful um but we're also we we're doing um our black box theater projects at the theater but our larger Productions like um, uh, Black and Blue, Blinded Blues, 
um, because it's such a large cast, um, eventually when other theaters open, we'll need to get a bigger space because the cast is bigger than like a, a, a regular uh, black box theater. Um, mm -hmm. We're also, um, before the pandemic, we were going to travel pro players to Houston oh, to wow. um, do Karen and Tony there but right before i mean right before we were in preparation for that but you know everything shut down so that's on hold so we're not only managing the black box theater we're also still taking our bigger shows to other venues that will hold okay. like a bigger audience and a bigger cast and we're also traveling uh making plans to travel and, and pick back up where we started off with, with with our traveling shows so we're moving about we're moving about teaching our students. We, this is our first workshop. We have another workshop session that's starting um, in June. Mm. And that's going to be with another group of kids. Um, right now, they're learning a production um, <laughs> a Brooklyn Chorus Line. Uh, okay. Again, I'm a musical theater. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And they're learning that. And so um, they perform next week for their parents. They'll have their certificates. Uh, we've done headshots for them. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, they're, they're, and they get the they get the one of the the t shirts. Awesome. It's gonna be a really um, exciting experience. When is that next? Because you said um, I don't know when the next one is. How if people want to get their children involved or just want to check out your theater? How can they get in touch with you guys? Well, you can email us um, at Pro Players Productions at gmail.com. That's pro players with an S, players with an S, and productions with an S at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Pro players productions at gmail.com. And you can email us, uh, let us know that you're interested, and we will definitely get in touch with you and, and correspond with you on how you can uh, get your children involved into the workshop. Mm -hmm. The workshop, our next session starts June 5th. So you have a couple of weeks uh, to get, um, you know, to make the decision on whether or not you want to come and be a part of this amazing, amazing workshop. So please, please, please reach out to us. Again, that's Pro Players Productions. Players with an S, Productions with an S. Oh, Productions Google. with an S. Production. So we'll get that fixed. So Productions with an S. Um, S. Also, <coughs> excuse me, you all are on social media? Yes, we are. We are. Yes, we are. We are on mm -hmm. social media. We are on Pro Player <laughs> IG. We're on Instagram uh, as Pro Player Productions. Uh, Pro Player Productions, that's players with an S and productions with an S. Uh, Pro Players Productions, uh, that's on Facebook, Facebook as well as Instagram. So uh, look us up, look us up. Find out what's going on. Find out when the next upcoming show is coming. Uh, speaking of upcoming events, I know Trina talked about um, the upcoming um, workshop that's going to happen June 5th through the mm -hmm. second week of July. Through the second week of July. That's coming up. But after that, Gene, yeah. I've been uh, putting uh, my pencil to pad and like... Trina say when you're in the Come theater, <laughs> not only do you want to act and direct and produce, I've been doing all of these different things and I've come to that point in my mm -hmm. life to say, okay, brother, you are strong at taking words and making them come to life. Come on now. Now it's your time 
to create characters so other people can bring them to life. If you want to bring them to life, you get on that stage and you do one of those characters. But now, ultimately, yeah. it's time for you to start writing, Hollis. And Gene, when I tell you that I've written this piece called Subway Insanity that is going to drop in the Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box in the fall, that mm. is going to shake Brooklyn up. And the basis behind this uh, this play is basically yeah. um, um, set in a, a subway train car mm-hmm. and you have the different characters that you see that come on the train. Wow. Everybody from the corporate man that needs the train to get uh, mm-hmm. to work, the corporate woman that may look down on the train after she didn't moved herself up to get her BMW to the yeah. homeless man that we may not know his story. And we look at him like, ugh, to the young man that get on the train and start dancing and put his hat down and looking for a little donation. To mm-hmm. the girl that come on the train talking all loud, yeah, girl, like I was saying, you are thinking that she's the only one on the train. So, Gene, this play right here, brother, Subway Insanity, that's going to drop in the fall. For anybody that's listening right now, I encourage you to please come out and see this show because it is going to be one to remember, brother. I'm coming to see it. Those are real life characters. Those are real. I love that connection, that real world connection. That's exactly what we see in the real world. <laughs> awesome. yeah. I, want to, I want to know where we could audition at. Like, <laughs> Gene, I tell you what, brother. Send I tell your you what. headshot. Send your headshot to Resonators Productions. Both And we will definitely reach out. We are definitely going to uh, put information and things of that nature, Gene, for. For the upcoming shows, how people can uh, uh, apply for auditions and, and find out about auditions and how they can come and be a part of the Brooklyn Brownstone Black yes. Box to actually be a part of the show. So, brother, definitely. Oh, be we coming. Ah. On everything. On everything. Going to be right everything. there in production. All there. right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, we also have the, the wine and water improvisation show coming up. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Because, Tell me about you know, that. Tell me about that because I feel like I saw something on the website about that. Yes, you did. It is a wine and water improvisation show. Mm -hmm. Improv is improv. And I'm afraid of improv. (laughs) 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 But Hollis is so good at it. He is so good at it. But, you know, being a a theater person, you have to be able to do it. And so there's going to be a lot of audience participation. Um, with a, a, a few scenes in there that we've just kind of like prepared, but a lot of audience participation. So if you are going to come, you're going to have to act. You're going to have to talk. You're going to have to be a part of it because we're going to seek uh-huh. or elicit the help for our audience for this improvisational show. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Gene, so much fun. you know, uh, one of the reasons uh, that 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 we chose to go in in the direction now. Now we know we could have just put on a full fledged play where we got in here and learned these lines and and, and just got on the grind yeah. to where we can produce a show with characters to take you through a beginning, middle, and end of these characters. We know we could have yeah. done that, but yeah. we chose to go the improvisation route to at when we open up the theater when people come in here the first time to give that level of comfort, like, yeah. yo, like, like we were a part of that experience. Not uh-huh. just an audience member that went to see the show, but 
we were a part of the show and yes. we feel comfortable to come back because hey we went off in there and we did a little thing we we did our thing off in there now we yeah. we can feel comfortable at coming back and seeing a show because we know that we graced that stage as well to have fun with Hollis and Latrina so we definitely wanted to break the ice with yeah. the audience mm -hmm. and let me tell you something Gene one of the things that's going to separate our theater from a lot of theaters is when you come to the Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box, not only will you be able to enjoy quality, good professional theater, but you will also be able to kick back with your glass of wine and oh, wow. enjoy the show at the same time, okay? Let me say that again. In the Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box, you can sit back with your glass of wine. I'm on my way. And enjoy the show at the same time. So, hey, we're, yes. we're trying to do, you know, little differences, man, and yes. bring that comfort and that cozy yeah. and intimate, mm -hmm. uh, uh, a nice environment so people would want to come back and say, you know what? That's the spot. We want to come back because we feel comfortable. We love the atmosphere. We love the environment. And, and it's a place that we want to be. So yeah. that's the that's the direction that's we're supposed to go with. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, we up against it. We gotta um, take a real quick break. Uh, uh, we'll be right back with you, Hollis and Trina. We appreciate y'all for being here. Y'all, y'all gonna stay for the for the next part, right? Yeah. No doubt, brother. We here. We here. Yeah. All right, that's what's up. All right, we'll go ahead and take Looking a break, and we'll be right back. Shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. All right, and we're back. Thank you all so much. But being here, we're here with um, Hollis and Trina from Pro Player Productions and Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box Theater. Uh, we're back to it. Okay. <laughs> Ella, did you have any more questions for them? Yeah, I just want to know. I have a lot of questions. But I just want to know, um, with everything that you're doing, I love the wine. I really am big on originality. So I love that you can come there in the wine. And anything that businesses do, that are out of the norm that you don't expect to me, not only for the marketing and, and driving and, you know, retaining your, your clients or your customers or people who want to see the show. I think that's everything. So I think the wine is good and I'm looking forward to all those unique because this is, you all are so unique anyway in everything that you do. So I know that's coming. I want to say Latrina and Hollis. So it seems like this is, like your calling, your passion, your gift. Where do you all see yourselves in the Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box Theater five years from now? And what is it that you're really trying? Are you going to expand? Are you going to keep it? You know how some things we know are staples, right? So some people might keep it Brooklyn Black and leave it just the way it is. And then people come from all over years and years later just to see it in its original form. Or are you going to expand? And do you feel like you're going to have to expand because it's going to be so large? What is the vision five years from now? Babe, what you say? Uh, well, I was going to say that I feel like um, Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box Theater. I know that we're going to have to expand, mm -hmm. but I feel like this will be the place that we will just always come back to for our smaller shows. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the bigger shows, we were even talking about one day just being blessed to just have a bigger space mm-hmm. um, for our own space. Yeah. Um, and just being able to do our shows shows in our own space at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Still being Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box Theater and okay. still having this space also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, just to piggyback off of what Trina's saying, uh, we know uh, with, with everything that we have in store to to present uh, to the world, we're gonna have to expand. Okay. Um, people, people are going to be amazed with the things that we're doing in this space of, of 21 by 11. Um, people are going to be amazed and they are going to want to come back. So um, we're definitely going to want to expand, um, eventually get our own space, which could be blessed to be a bigger space to where we could invite more people and have bigger audiences. Because right now, if Gene and Ella, if we have to do five shows and take up a month, so people can feel comfortable and we can only have 15 in here at a time, but we doing the show for a whole month. So if you didn't see it at the beginning of the uh-huh. month, you can see it at the end of the month because they still run it. We're going to do what we have to do. That's but eventually, right. eventually we want to expand to a bigger space yeah. and we're claiming that we've already claimed that, yeah, that somebody right. is gonna come in this space and say, Hey man, we got this space or this building that we know that you guys can rent or, or would be a perfect space for you to 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 expand what you're doing and 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 and, and even go bigger with, with, with what you're doing. So yeah. um, it's just a matter of time for that. But we definitely, definitely want to give the people of the community um, this space to let them know that this is here. And, mm-hmm. and we want to expand it and 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 go somewhere else and be bigger. But this is always going to be here as right. long as I'm paying rent. In here, <laughs> we're gonna be in here, and as long as we have the great neighbors that we have that that are looking at us like like y'all are doing y'all thing, and we and we wish y'all all the the, the blessings in the world, uh, we're gonna keep that Brooklyn brownstone black box going. But eventually, we are going to have to expand and get a bigger space to where we can seat at least five hundred or a thousand or more. To yeah. where they want to come to the Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box in that bigger venue to see the great works that we're going to produce. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. want this name to be a household name. A household name. We want it yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. Have you been? Have you been to Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box Theater? Yes. Well, yeah. They Even the it. name sounds like that. The name yeah. already yeah. has that ring to it. Yeah. What do you say? What do you say to people who? Okay. I'm loving this show. I'm loving everything. I'm going to check them out. And they may want to act, right? Or they may have an interest. And some things I found, Gene's done acting, I've done some acting. Some things I found is that people are so, they really, really want to do it, but they have problems getting into character and making it believable. You know how if somebody say, for instance, is a very, very nice person, nice heart, and say they have to play an evil character, what do you say to those people who have problems? Like, I know I can do it, but I just, it's not coming across right because my personality, how do I get in this whole character and remove myself from it so that I can now deliver to the audience what I want to deliver? Hey, would you like to say, that was a great yeah, question. Yeah, that really was. Uh, you want, okay, okay, cool. That was awesome. That was a great question. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that That's one of the questions that, you know what I'm saying, if you're trying to find out, like, let's cut to the chase. How do I right. develop the character? All right. <laughs> Um, that's a great question. I've always, when, when, when I've taught my students, um, I, I always start here first. Um, there are three tools mm-hmm. of, of an actor 
that you have, whether you know it or not. And those three tools of an actor are your body, your voice, and your emotions, okay? You start with those. You recognize how much your body can portray. Then you go to your voice. And how much can your voice portray? I feel like I'm doing it with her. Okay. <laughs> and then you take that last element of emotion. And when you put all three of those together, when you put all of those tools together and you're focusing on that one goal, whether it be angry or sad or happy, when you put your body in the mode of being happy or vibrant or sad and gloomy or whatever the case may be, you start with one tool. You go to the next tool and, and you hone in on that one to put that one on the same page as the first tool and you bring that emotion home and you put it all together and you can start developing that character at your pace at working with those three tools of an actor. Yeah. So Ella, usually when I I I, I go um and, and go to head it head it on like that with the three tools of an actor, it, it, it usually is easier for my students to break those tools down to the point where they can work all three of those to the point where they can get um, to the development of their character. Mm. Okay. And so they just got to make sure too, I know that people coming into acting is that fear and just making them be comfortable so that they can try to, to start getting into character. Cause it's usually that's all that's holding you back. And it's not even anybody sees what you see. I think we're just so self-critical and nervous ourselves that we think, Oh, am I doing this right? But if they just let themselves go, yeah, and just yeah. get into it. I think that would be beneficial. I do want to say because we've missed it a couple times. I definitely have to get a shout out to our sponsor, Sayings by Butter Clothing. We love you, Sayings by Butter Clothing. Yes. Um, please give our shout out. We want to support all um, black businesses, so definitely got to support our our sponsor. So I love that, and I love the improv because you know the improv, you can. It's basically you, right? Like you give, is it like you give a topic and then it's like you coming out, you have the autonomy to do whatever you want to do versus scripted and stuff like that. And I, do you feel like when you're working with other people, do you feel like improv can help bring them out before they, you give them something with lines or do you just give them something with lines and then let them go? Let me say this, right? Yeah. I, I remember yeah. when, um, I, you know, I had the, the great experience of working with Hollis and Trina. And I remember, <laughs> Trina, I remember you taking us over to the side <laughs> and doing the improv exercise with us. And that was probably one of the first times I was actually comfortable actually doing some sort of acting in front of people. Wow. Because like before that, like I had been nervous every time. I think every time that I tried to play my role, Afterward, they I would get a complaint. Oh, you're not a junkie enough. Oh, you're not this enough. Oh, you're not doing this enough. But after that little exercise, because it just got me comfortable enough to be myself, then I yep. realized, hey, you know what? I can be myself and be myself as a junkie. You know? Okay, let me ask you this, Jane. What did Latrina do? <laughs> what was the what? Okay, so Latrina, that's what I'm. So what type of things did you do with Jane? Tell me something that that you would do like to get him ready before he did that what improv over in the corner well one of the things that gene just said just just completely was exercise theater exercises and theater warm-ups are so essential to theater it it helps people to come out of that 
that yeah. fear, that stage fright and that shyness. Um, mm -hmm. I always promote working as an ensemble with my students or just working together so we can all see our flaws. We can all say it the wrong way or a different way or whatever. We can all mess up in front of each other. When you're able to mess up in front of yeah. each other, you feel you know a little more comfortable. You yes. know, when you're able to be put on the spot in front of your, you know, your friends and you don't know what to say, you have to really think, you know, really quickly to say something, we all get a laugh at it, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it just kind of breaks down that that wall and, and it helps you to feel uh, uh comfortable. You know, um, I'm not I'm not like Hollis is like I used to be terrified of improv <laughs> because it's like you know you improv with warm-ups and warm-ups and exercises no problems but to do an actual show. improv show that's one of the toughest things to do because you're grabbing ideas from the audience yeah. and you're like okay you got to go with it you know yeah. so uh with Gene we was just like just doing improv just off the top um, it makes you think. It makes you makes you focus. I always talk about focus and concentrating in my theater classes. So it, it makes you <laughs> it makes you it makes you think. You know, all eyes are on you, but at the same time, we're all having fun with it. You know, one of the things that 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 I I'm going to definitely express to the audience members before we get into the full fledge of the act the the theater activities of the show is one of the things that. When we laugh and, and we, we're having a good time, we're not laughing at you. We're mm -hmm. laughing with you. With you. And yeah. I want everybody to laugh with each other. It, even if because it, I may have the mic in my hand and I'm liable to be like, uh, 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 and I want you to laugh with me too in mm. that moment because, I mean, Gene and Ella, it's been so long since we've gotten together and laughed together and had a good yeah, time. I know. And I'm serious. At this point, if I mess up a line, slip on a banana peel, bust my butt, <laughs> or whatever, if people can come together and laugh together and do it together at the same time, that would be more than enough yeah. for me. So mm -hmm. that is that is one of our main goals. And we know with improv, at any moment, something can happen. You could be like, I know that. And just have the greatest yeah. time ever. Mm -hmm. So we're going in at full-fledged, man. And we're going to have the greatest time ever with making people feel comfortable, with telling them that, you know, we're not here to laugh at you if you mess up. So don't worry about it. We're here to laugh with you. So enjoy yourself. Let loose. Let the wine take over and have a good time with us because that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. That is so dope. That no is doubt. so dope. Uh, we have a question from one of the people that's watching. They said, how do you select people who join in on your shows? Well, um, usually the process would be to submit your resume or clip of yourself and a headshot um, mm -hmm. just to talk with you and um, have you to just come out and audition with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, because we're just starting off, we are looking for people to volunteer. You just ran into someone the other day who just like, what? A theater is opening. I just want to volunteer. And, you know, right now, after this pandemic, people are looking yeah. to do that. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of getting to know who you are. Contact us. We talk to you. Uh, if you want to audition for a show, you submit your resume, headshot, and we go from there. If you want to uh, help with the theater, uh, we go from there. So we like even the production. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We don't turn people away, you know. So uh, reach out to us. Reach mm -hmm. out to us. Pro Players Productions at Gmail. Hey, Gene, hey, Gene. It's funny, brother, uh, uh, because I met you through working with Nelly. And yes. I don't know if, if, if she's watching the podcast or whatever. I hope but, she is, yeah. The Lord works in mysterious ways because she just tried to call me. Yes, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt, but she just called me. Are you watching, Nelly? We went over to Nelly. We went over a few weeks ago uh, just to check on her to make sure that she was good after, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. after a surgery or whatever, you know yes. what I'm saying, to let her know that we're doing good. But she just called a minute ago, so <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. But thank you, Nelly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We all appreciate that. It's just funny how that works out. <laughs> Big it shout is. out to Nelly because she was one of our, I mean, if not, like at some point, our, our biggest supporter. Yes, um, yes. Like mm -hmm. she... Yes. She really bent over backwards for us, big still time. Is. Still, <laughs> is. still is. is. No, that was that was the first place I seen you guys. Like I think it was the first place or the, the one that you guys did in Brooklyn. I actually was there in the audience. I watched the play, and I'm like, and she. The next time I seen her, I believe I was just picking some stuff up from her house, and she was like, "Hey, you know what? You would fit real good in my play." And I'm just like. <laughs> me, Nelly is awesome, man. And you know, yeah. she, she talks so glowingly about you guys. You know, like yeah. she's really excited about everything that y'all doing. Just so you know, like anytime I talk to her, she's like, "Yeah, you see what Hollis and Trina is doing." <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. She's really so excited. We love her. Yeah, we love she's her. always looking yeah. out. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, um. And uh, another thing I want to get into is um, tell us uh, just a little bit about the, the shows that you have coming up. And um, the, do you have any dates set yet? Well, uh, well, the Wine and Water um, Improvisation Show, that is definitely set in stone. Mm -hmm. And we open next weekend, not this weekend coming, but the following weekend, May 22nd. the 22nd. Okay. And that's going to be our opening night. Now, the following mm -hmm. weekend... We're May not the 22nd, everybody, I need you to mark your calendars right now. Sorry, Hollis. You know I got to jump in there because Hollis will go. May 22nd, the Brooklyn Brownstone Black, Black Box. Box Theater yes. and Pro Players <laughs> Production. So May 22nd, mark your calendars. We want to see you all there. Yes. So, yes. so yes. you know, another thing is that I'm going to let you know, like, you know, we all, we always work as a team. I work with you guys before. So I'm definitely going to be pumping this up and advertising as much as I can. You know, like, I, you know, I'm excited about you guys' work. Um, and we really appreciate you guys for coming on. Um, so after that, like, after May 22nd, what's the next dates as far as um, activities-wise? I was, I was going to say, Gene, after that opening night, Yes. We are going to run. We are going to want run this wine and water improvisation show every Saturday night in June, in the month of June. Every oh, Saturday. Perfect. Every, every Saturday, Saturday at 7 o'clock. I'll be there every Saturday. <laughs> you better come on in here, Ella. You better come, <laughs> come on, on in here. And we got a seat on. right here for you, too, Ella. <laughs> we okay, man, I'm telling you. We got to be Just put she is Ella on there. Just put she is Ella Ray. Don't nobody sit there. You see who that seat is <laughs> yes i love it no doubt so but we're yeah, gonna run every, we're gonna, saturday. every saturday in june and okay. then after that and then after that 
Um, uh, at the same time, we're going to be in the uh, the midst of running our second session of the workshop. So okay. while we're running uh, the wine and water improvisation show in the evenings on Saturday, we're going to be running the second session of the workshop in the morning. So we're going to be okay. really, really busy. Yes. So whenever we yeah. finish uh, uh, that um, uh, wine and water improvisation show and the workshop, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back for the fall. And then that's when we're going to drop. Subway Insanity. Yeah. Subway I want to see that Subway Insanity. Oh, yeah. Ella. I don't know if you're ready, Ella, because- I'm ready for it. I'm it's ready for it. I'm so excited. I don't even know what to do. I want to <laughs> see that. Because yes. that is real life Subway. It's the yes. same people I see on the Subway out here. Yes. It's yeah. going to be it's awesome. Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be, gonna be awesome. Gonna be yeah. yeah. That sounds, that, that's definitely dope. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm signing up for the auditions. I want to <laughs> be in, I want to be on every, listen, the name of this podcast is on everything. I'm on everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the I whole thing, know. man, this is like so dope, man. I, Let I'm me ask you. excited for you guys. Go ahead. Thank what do you, you do after you have a show? And okay, everybody's clapping. Great. You got the, you know, people who love the show. What about the people who did not like the show? Have you ever had that? And if they have, just say they have constructive feedback. Have they ever brought any constructive feedback to you? And if so, how do you handle that? And then how do you handle that with not not being, you know, I know you all are professional, so I know you don't do this anyway, but not feeling like, you know, okay, attacked so that you can go on and do your show like it's nothing like how do you handle constructive criticism well you know what we we haven't yet but we know being in theater it exists mm -hmm. um and and we've we've been in it for several years so we understand that people have their opinions there's going to be some criticism yeah. you know that's that's just just inevitable but what we do is we we would take that and use that to grow um, you know, just take it, be respectful of it and use it to grow. Um, right. appreciate, appreciate, you know, them using their voice to express themselves pretty much, you know, yeah. um, not everybody likes musical theater. I do, you know, <laughs> I've been in shows where, you know, people walked out and they're like that, that was horrible. And, and me, I'm like, that was just amazing. Yeah. So people are, people like different things. And we, you know, we honestly respect that. I don't mm -hmm. think we would take it any, any kind of way. Uh, we, with the understanding that people have their own opinions and yeah. want to express things the way that they know that they want to express it. So it wouldn't be any hard feelings for us. Yeah. And I, do you take insight from it? Like, what if they say something like, it's like, well, you know what? That made a lot of sense. Maybe we'll incorporate that. Or maybe there's yeah. a way that might be a good idea. Yeah, that that would, I think that, yeah, we would take that, you know, take that as insight for us to grow, for us to Think about using that in the next production or using that in the next date that we, you know, that we perform. So um, I don't think we would reject it. I think that we would yeah. just take it all in. Um, yeah, take it all in. You know, Ella, uh, every time um, um, I go into a show or, or developing a character or knowing that I'm about to be on stage, knowing that there may be critics in the audience of whatever you bring to the stage, what I say to myself is, no matter how much praise you get or how much constructive criticism you get, make sure you give the people the most 
professional performance you can possibly give. Every so, time. Every single show. Every single time. So if that criticism is going to be the most, yo, your show was, it, it, yo, I just want to tell you about this, 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 this. It's just letting me know that they were watching me and watching my performance mm -hmm. to the point where they can give me this feedback on my character and what I was yeah. doing. And it's on me whether or not I want to take that constructive criticism, use it, or just look at it, just say, you know what, that was from that audience member's lens. And I can respect that from their lens and keep it moving, but still give that same professional show that I'm going to give. And, and the and, people who criticize, a lot of times they come back. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I told them this, but you know what? I'm going, they might do something. I've got, they're doing something I'm interested in. So I think I might go. And then they are your best friend and exactly. have become an asset. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's true. It's so, true. Yeah. yeah. Just go in <laughs> they, it. Yeah. Giving it the best. Giving it your best. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Hollis and Latrina, we appreciate y'all so much for being on the show. We thank y'all so much. Um, Pro Player Productions, Brooklyn Black Box Theater, <laughs> Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box Theater. Brooklyn Brownstone Black Box Theater. Yeah. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the words of Jesus Black Christ, no man put it, put his put up his hands to the plow looking backwards is fit for the kingdom of God. So we must go forward. Amen. Yeah. So we thank y'all so much for pushing it forward and we appreciate y'all. And like I said, we're going to pump y'all up. We're here with it, you know, on everything. And that's on everything for the day. Thank y'all so much. Thank, Thank you so much, Gene. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all so much. We're going to see you guys here. Yes, yeah. we got to be in the Pro Player Productions.